Adrianosaurus, my myself, yours truly, round one. It was like the first two sentences of my round one show, touching wood. And I did touch wood that we'd have a beautiful start to the BBL. But we didn't get it, did we? <laughs> we didn't get a, you know, just a complication-free start. We had cancelled games, so it wasn't a really good triple week for the Heat, was it? It was a double. But look, if you went heavy on Heat plays, you probably still ended up okay because you got two games out of them. Um, you were, If you were someone like myself, um, I had a, a number of... Uh, Scorchers players in there, and my captain was Richardson. So I, I actually finished on 1249, um, and I had Hardy and Connolly in my starting lineup as well. So I was pretty happy, I guess, with the tragedy of losing Heat players, losing Gades, and I, I went pretty Gade um, heavy as well. So, you know, it, 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 just the way the, uh, the cookie crumbs, unfortunately, with Supercoach in the BBL sense, because you do get rained out games. And it was a real unfortunate, rare thing um, for the pitch to be wet, even though it wasn't raining in the background because they'd had some horrific rain before that. And, and you did have a bit of seepage through to the pitch, which happens from time to time. So if you landed okay, you didn't go too heavy on scorches, you did the LVC on Munro, you probably got yourself off to a decent start. As I said, 12.49 for me. Um, which, you know, I looked at where I landed. I won most of my head-to-heads, and I think I'm sitting somewhere in the 1,500. I don't know. I don't even look at it because I'm ashamed. But I am, oh, you know... Optimistic, I guess, in a way, because I lost, you know, I had Richo as the captain. I had Hardy and Connolly, as I said. Um, you know, I had a pretty good number of heat. I think I had four heat. I had Gades as well. Um, you know, and I obviously, we didn't get Maxi for the second game as well. So there's a few things that sort of went wrong. Zamps as well. So, um, of course, you know, it's just the way it always is, isn't it? Yeah, hope for it. Yeah, I cursed us. I'm sorry. <laughs> but anyway, I want to do the podcast tonight leading into round two. We know this, uh, everyone's going to be targeting strikers, so we'll talk about about um, some of the key strikers that you'll be targeting. And a lot of those will appear in um, some viewer questions, which I've opened up and I'll answer on the show. Uh, I'll also go through my team, how it stands now, who the, who, who, who the ones I'm going to ship on, uh, who are the ones I'm going to be looking to bring in for this week. I'm not sold 100% on, on who yet because... I have done very mild research. Ado's been having a recreational weekend on the beers. And uh, look, I, I don't know exactly how they're going to line up. I haven't looked at the swings of who everyone's sort of bringing in. Um, so we'll probably, you know, make 
firm decisions closer to bat flip because the lineups are probably not 100% locked in uh, until that point anyway. But everybody's going to be looking at strikers. We're going to talk about some of the popular people you know, to sell as well. And as I mentioned there, I've got some viewer questions which we'll go over. So, um, well, you know, I took notes during the round, albeit like three sheets to the win, four or five actually probably. Um, so it'll be interesting to look back on my chicken scratch that I wrote to myself about the round. Uh, and I'll kick off the show with that. Then we'll go into the viewer questions uh, and I'll finish the show with my lineups heading into round two uh 12.49 as i said um which which was better than i thought considering i you know went pretty decent with heat numbers and scorches and gauge you know i just that was pretty much all my whole team so um look i, I felt like i got out of it okay i had the vc on nisa as well so i didn't get the munro money uh, you know double as well for, for for looping him so i was pretty happy with the 12.49 uh albeit you know, um, hell of a lot worse than, you know, uh, you know, it could have gone considering all the bloody players I lost. Uh, so, look, I'm ranked at 1,151. With the 1249, I think Richo, Captain, and, and all those Scorchers and Gades, you know, I can live with that for sure. So, um, let's go with the first part of the show, which is some of my thoughts I jotted down th- drunkenly through the round. I'm your host, Adrianosaurus, and welcome tonight's news. Righto, let's get into it, eh? What did I write down here during the round to myself to remind me to talk about it on the show? What's my name on here? Adrianosaurus, there we go. Let's have a look. Uh, if you scored 1,300, you know, because, uh, you know, that's probably, you know, nice and entrenched in the top, you know, 1,000, um, you know, and your C play, your captain played, you know, two games, if you picked a Heat player, like if you looped Munro, um, you were lucky enough to land on one of the players that played two games as your captain. Um, look, I wouldn't be patting yourself too hard on the back. I was probably dark at that stage because of <laughs> losing players when I wrote that first note. But look, 12.49 for me with, you know, like I said, you know, Connolly, Hardy, captain as, as Richo. I didn't VC loop Munro and I finished 12.49. I kind of feel like if um, you manage to dodge the 1,400, 1,450 is probably your number. So, um, look, don't count your chickens and give yourself too many pats on the back if you've got a 1,300 and you've got a doubled captain score. Um, I got 1,249 with a single, you know, uh, albeit a gun player like Richo. It was a bit off as well, actually. But um, anyway, it was, you know... Well, it is what it is, isn't it? We all have to just take the chips as they lie. But anyway, um, Munro, he fires um, over the round. He was probably a loop, especially once we saw where the predictions and, and where things were going. Um, he was the man to to, to take, um, you know, through for the VC loop. Uh, he, he's one of those X-Factor players. And, you know, here's Ado doing a podcast going, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm Munro. I've just been pro Munro the whole bloody preseason. You've got to have Munro in there. He gets You get to see him twice before the Scorchers play, you know, so have a Scorcher on field and have Munro on the bench and get two looks at him. Well, look, he only had the two games, but he fired um, and he scored exceptionally well for the round. And and if you had the VC on him, which I did until um, Nisa, I had to make some quick trades, which I did discuss on the podcast, my last second moves, if Nisa was playing, because I'm a bit of a Nisa man crush. So anyway, I VC'd um, him, which I obviously did, wasn't going to take. Um, but if you were one of the VCs um, for Munro, you had the top scorer of the round. So well done to you. You're probably in good shape on the ladder. Now, look, um, I noticed in there that uh, Maxi continues to be a super coach enigma. And look, you know, we just never seem to have any luck. What have we got in here? 
I got nothing. Where's Where's Maxi? <laughs> Maxi, available game one, not available game two. Absolutely, you can never seem to land him. When he goes and scores a massive two hundred super coach points, you haven't got him in your team, and when you pick him and captain him or whatever, he gets injured or you know has an absolute barry. So he continues on as an enigma. But uh, hey, I've heard that he's fine to go for the upcoming round. Obviously, they're on the bye, which is handy for loops this week if you've got your stars, but they're going to be back in for a double. So um, look, good news on Maxi for the next game. Uh, but look, of course, you know, round one, Aido sang 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 a, a tune, didn't he, in the first two sentences of podcast one and cursed us all. Um, all hail the chief. Um, he was a perfect um, player who got the second top score, and luckily um, he was one player that I had in my team. Uh, 177 points for him over the round, uh, which is pretty co- good considering um, you know the the problems that we had in the round with the rain. Uh, he had he was the cause and, and managed to jag a wicket before um, you know the game was halted. So at least um, the points still flowed even in that game that we did lose um, the majority of. So he was a real big um, performer. Uh, looks a really nice role. He looks like he's in great form. That was main, mainly the reason why I sort of started with him and the Gades had that nice early draw. Now, he's somebody that I think um, in the Sam's mould looks like um, he's got a good spot in the team for batting, um, you know, for an all-rounder, uh, and he's bowling. He just bowls a really heavy ball, um, bowls in good parts in the game. To, you know, he's got a t- happy knacker take it a He's a competitor. Um, so he, he was terrific, um, and, I, and I thought, um, you know, he was one that you, you really should have been sort of targeting for the round one, in my opinion, and I sort of left Sam's out because obviously with the double to start and the early great draw, it just made more sense for me um, to go a um, gate. So he was terrific as well, and I just wanted to uh, put note of that in there. Uh, I wanted to say that it was very brave of Dorcious as well, and I thought I'd mention that on the potty as well. Ripping, if you had him in Supercoach as well, because they were on the double, and he performed... Uh, really well as well, but had obviously a family tragedy in um, you know the days leading up, very recent days leading up to that game, and absolutely went out and, and gave it his all. Had a really successful uh, double, uh, did Ben Dwarshus, and, and look, he came into the top four for scorers uh, and finished with 157. So I thought that was a huge feat, um, considering um, you know what had gone on for him. So on your mate and, and on you people who had Dwarshus in your team. Now, a couple of the other great performers in the round, I'll have to eat my words on that. Ado, oh, look, is there laughing? Have I got... <laughs> yeah. All right, Swepo, uh, he, was, he was cheap as chips. Now he's over 103K. Um, he finished in the, uh, the top three. Look, stop the laugh track, Adrian. Come on, stop going so hard on yourself. Um, I skipped Swepson, but he finished on 162. If you did go with him, that was good business because he was cheap as chips. Uh, he was very highly owned. And, and, and always when you skip on one of them, that's where it hurts you. I don't even know who I went, but screw it. I don't care. I didn't go Swepson. I'm not going to, you know, kill myself over it. You know, I had a captain play once and finished with 1249, so I'm going to be okay with that. Bartlett was good. Um, I liked Bartlett. I thought um, he's shown a lot um, in recent times due to injury that he's had, he's got some forward the bat as well. Uh, look, I thought they bowled him with the wrong part in, in one of those games as well, and he still finished the round really well with 156 um, points. I had him in my team as well, so that's part of the reason why I still finished and limped me way to a decent score. Tom Curran, he's a really hard resist, wasn't he, um, on the double? Um, you know, and, and in the case of, um, you know, if you were so 
you know, someone who went for an Abbott. You had a tragic route where you didn't get him for a second game, and he's batting lower than Curran. Curran was the guy. He looks absolutely terrific, bowls in the right parts in the game. He's a real competitor. Um, didn't get much joy with the bat, um, unfortunately, in that round as well. But he, as soon as I saw where he was batting in that team, and the and I had no doubts on his bowling. Um, you know, it was a, it was a solid without being an amazing round. Obviously, there for him, uh, one twenty eight points. So uh, look, I'm going to have eyes on him, I think. But I just wanted to point out that you know he's one that sort of I had to skip myself. Um, look, the top 10 was rounded out by Matt Kuhneman. He was someone I went with instead of Swepson. and he finished on 119. So what did you get? 50 or 40 extra points there from Swepson. So, you know, not the hugest loss there as well. Both of them have those lovely BEs, so I don't think you'd trade either of those guys out. Uh, and Hilton Cartwright, actually, in that round, was one of the rare performers for the Stars who look at all sorts. Um, Fitch on 112. So, look, he'll take that, won't you? Uh, Berendorf is good old reliable, isn't he, there for those um, scorches, 108 points. Uh, and Nisa just, you know, hobbled his way to 105. He was my VC. Um, I was would have been better off if I'd have just looped him, but he was the that was the top ten. Um, you know, honourable mention in there to Paul Walter. Uh, people who grabbed him, it was a bit of an unknown. We'd heard good things about him. Uh, he looked a good uh, good prospect there uh, for, for the Heat, and uh, he finished on 105 as well. Other ton getters over the over the course of that round were Josh Philippi, who finished exactly on 100, very highly owned, and he was someone I skipped as well, didn't I? So uh, you know. I'm glad I'm not too far back in the order, but I probably will feel the biggest loss was probably Schwepson at his cheap rate. Um, I feel like Tom Curran was one of those sort of pieces. Um, you know, I had Abbott in there for the longest time, and I brought in Richo, um, who in one game did a pretty bloody solid job, mind you. But Curran, I think, is one that I want to get into my team, um, you know, sooner rather than later. But um, there's the top um, scorers of the round that I sort of noticed. Um, those are the ones that I regret not getting. Uh, and, well, we'll see if I bring them in for, for round two. Uh, JFM, I wrote in here, JFM, bop. Did it I do up? Yeah, you know, Hanson. There you go. Uh, he was uh, a really good cheapie to have in there. Looks like he's got a terrific role in the team. Uh, obviously, we've got the cock as well now in there, but I think um, he's still going to have a plum role in that team. Um, and looks a likely customer. Looks like he's in good form. So I think uh, for cheapies, um, he was a good one to go. Obviously, with the gaze on a good early draw, uh, and one of the you know, the good strings I pulled in my team. Uh, oh, I said fark, F-A-R-K, not the swear word. Um, super coach. <laughs> yeah, that's why I made the stupid idiot song at the start because, of course, I said, please just give us a complication free start and everything went bloody mad. Uh, the heat rain out, the gauges and the scorches, was, it was abandoned for the day. Maxi's out, Abbott's out, Zampa's out of their second game. Meredith got injured. Nathan Coulter-Nile, he was um, somebody that people were talking about. You know, as a pretty good one to take a tickle on. Um, and I put in there, Adrian, feel free. Who cares if he's on a double? Who cares if he's the captain? Sell Stoin, mate, and do it happily. Um, because he just looks to me like he's not in great form. And leading up into the round one, even though there was a double there for them, I just didn't love what I thought his role would be in the team. I didn't think I loved, uh, you know, his recent bowling all batting. And that's not to say that Stoin is a quality out. You know, outfit, you know, looks wise, for more, you know, wise when he's on his best, but he's not. Um, so I think I'm just not going to be there pulling my hair out on him, even if there's double upcoming. 
Uh, Moises and Stoy, what's the go with the bowling? You know, I know that Stoy was the captain in the second game, but he seemed to be bowling himself up front. I know he's done that in one day, is, but it wasn't the go. I mean, he hasn't been in good form. You know, they probably bowled him, hoping he was in form. Well, he did bowl all right, didn't he? But he wasn't good in the for the start. Uh, and Moises, he's like holding off bloody way good bowlers and bowling himself. I know he's been bowling also recently because he's uh, returned to health, but it wasn't. He's just getting the tonk, absolutely tonked. And these players we want, like your Currens and your Abbots, <laughs> they're not bowling. So not bowling their full complement of overs. So Moises, mate, just bloody bat and field. You, you're not the bowl. Anyway, that's what notes I put in there. Sorry for too, too obtuse. Ah, uh, there we go. That's all I wrote in my notes. I probably gave up after that when everything was going to shit. I said I give up. We'll move on to the viewer questions and then we'll finish the show with my team. Ready to get around to... Getting to know you. Absolutely straight. I'm going to get to know you and your questions from the socials. I've opened them up earlier. Um, your, your questions leading into round two, I'll probably just have a look at them live and see what I think of them. Uh, which striker, strikers are the musts uh, for this week? Well, uh, we obviously talk about Matt Short. He He's your guy, um, you know, for your captain, for in your team, the first one you want to pick. Uh, get him in, and if you don't have him, I don't hold much hope for your season, unless you got off to a 50, or who was the winner, 14, 70, something, yeah, unless you were in first, you can take a gamble that he flops, um, but I think you're going to have him, um, look, you can take your pick out of others, ones that I've got my eye on is David Payne, we've heard some whispers that we think he might bowl death overs, uh, I've seen some of his form recent tournaments um and and I, I like the look of him for a bowl um the news is that he'll be here Jamie Overden has my eye as well obviously um someone like Menenti was popular and has been in recent good form as well Darcy Short was 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 popular obviously to start the year because of his cheap cheap rate you can chuck in a few others we've had Baisley who um well, look I don't know what his role is going to be for bat and ball in that team and I'm a little scared a little iffy on him and you've got Chris Lynn who um obviously 167,000 had a pretty good year last year not as good as we've seen but he was uh, it was a bit of a recovery year for him obviously much in the mold of Munro he's an x-factor player um, so if you're looking at a double and you're one of those ones that's going to fade him he can hurt you like he can score 200 in in two games a la McDermott a la Maxi, all of these yo-yos, these unpredictable players, uh, and even a Lynn, and, and who's you know not being quite the Lynn of the past, I still think can be one that can hurt you. Um, like I said, basically, I'm not sure of what his role is going to be in there, but um, you know, if you knew he was bowling four, he probably bat seven, maybe I think, or in that lineup. Um, look, people took a, a tickle on Henry Thornton last year. Look, there's a lot of moving parts for mine. Where's Agar's in there as well? Obviously, you're not going to have Carey, Head. Um, you know, I don't know who how their lineup's going to sort of sit. Um, so for me, um, it's, it's going to be Matt Short. I want to build around him at the moment. Um, for me, um, you know, I like the look of David Payne. You know, basically, if I get a bit of a look and, and look at Honeyball BBL, where they predicted a lineup, and obviously wait wait for the bat flip, where you see him in there, uh, which bowl, amount of bowlers they've got. If they go with Boyce and Meminenti, 
for instance, and they're not planning on using, you know, Darcy Short, Matt Short. I don't think that that's what they'll do, just quietly. But, you know, how many pace bowlers have they got in there? That could be a bit of a worry for Overton as well. Um, look, those are the only ones that really interest me, to be honest, um, from their lineup. Um, you know, people could take a tickle on one of these dirty other options as well. I think Adam Hose is here, isn't he? I don't know. I've got to look at their lineup, but those are the ones that I'm sort of looking at as the main sort of uh, likely ones. And people all definitely have had some cheap ones, obviously, already stashed on the bench. Uh, here's the next question Who of the break evens um, am I sort of looking to. Um, move on or, or, or get? Um, are, they, are they worth getting in, um, you know, the really negative break-evens? Um, are there any keepers in there? Look, if you look at the ones um, from the rounds that did extremely well, um, you know, you, you can probably work your way down from there. Um, there's going to be some relevance, say, for instance, like Maxi. You lost him from the second game, but you know that they're going to come up on a double again. And look, even as much as I hate to say, you know, on the story, which is what I wrote down drunkenly during the round. Um, you know, even though he's got a negative break, even there's a double upcoming for them as well. Um, you know, looking at someone like Richardson, for instance, from the Scorchers there, um, you know, big break even because they lost the game in there as well. So um, look at the break evens. If you've got your heat players, um, you know, you know, um, some of them had did really well in the rounds, you know, your uh, Bartlett's and your, Schwepsons, I'd probably hold on to them and, and then move on. And your Munro, for instance, who did extremely well in there. And you could probably move on, I mean, maybe even Kuhneman, but you could probably move on your Paul Walters, who I think did, he got over 100, you know, near 100 Paul or whatever. So his break even is probably in good shape as well. But you can pick and choose those ones. I'd be looking at the single, get ones into a singles now for a while. So, I mean, look, as regrettably as it sounds, you could even get rid of Hardy. I mean, look, if you picked him, it was maybe what got you over the line was that they were on the double in the first round. And you hoped that you got off to a cracking start. But I think him and Richardson losing that game probably money-wise at least puts them on a hiding to nowhere. Um, Abbott, for instance, only got the one game. You know, you lost Zams, for instance. Um, you know, you, you, Stoyne's got a big high break even. Maxwell's missing for one game. Zampa missed the second game. So we weren't dealt any favours. Um, look, you know, I'm not going to rush. I'm going to just keep continuing to play um, the double game weeks, you know, because it's such a short season that the likelihood of what's upcoming on a double round are going to be the ones I'm going to fight hard against um, selling. So, you know, that's why I will sell Richardson this week because I always planned on selling him to Matt Short. You know what I mean? Like he is a premium piece, but I never intended on holding him. So I'm going to move him. Hardy was someone that I probably would have hoped, um, you know, to ideally hold if all the money sort of worked out well. Um, because of all the tragedy that struck my team, yeah, I know I'm in a thousand and something, you know, but I got 12.49 and a lot of bad shit happened. So I just want to have an absolute rip snorting week. So I'm going to sell some good pieces to get good pieces in. I am going to work a little bit on the break evens as well, um, you know, and make my decisions based on that. We'll see who I'm selling when I talk about my team. Um, but yeah, look. I don't know, uh, you know, like Will Sutherland, I reckon, is one with the gates on an early, you know, that you might want to grab in. You know, if you missed, um, you know, Tom Curran, you know, if you didn't go with him, but they're not super relevant as well, um, you know, early doors. So I don't know if there's anyone that ought to be chasing too hard. You know, Philippi looks scratchy to me. Um, you know, I felt regret for not having Tom Curran, but I haven't really missed anyone that makes me too sad, you know. So I'm not going to be chasing anyone, you know, too much. But I'll probably sell the ones on the high, high break-evens. I, I do play that a little bit. 
Uh, let's go. What do we got? Keep or trade Paul Walter, Nisa, and Kuderman. Look, um, Walter and Nisa, I, I was worried about Nisa because I saw Bartlett come ahead of him in the list. Um, but look, he still scored a ton, you know, whatever over the round. You know, all said and done, Nisa with a loss of a game. Um, there was good reasons for going there. But I, th I think, you know... You can sell one of them. You know, like Paul Walter, if I had him, I'd sell him. I am actually personally selling Nisa, and I'm holding Kuhneman um, because of what Kuhneman scored over the round based on his price. Now, it, it's not as good, the maths, for, um, you know, for, for the big fella. So I'm going to get rid of Nisa. Um, but I think if you take a pick in there... Um, I think Nice is probably going to be the one that averages the highest. But, you know, I look I look at it like average per starting price, you know. So he's the most expensive of all of them, and he looks like the one um, that was up the, against the biggest BE. So for my money to land right, I'm happy to sell any of them, you know, if you need to sell. Um, so you don't land with too many bloody, um, you know, heat. You know, into next round, you could you could get overloaded when the heater on the um, buy, uh, if you have too many of them. So I'm going to probably keep Kuderman only. Um, sell Nisa or Stoin? Well, look, you know the stars are coming up on another double, and 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 I I just think you know you can sell either of those. I, th I think of. Stoin gave me the shits, and I've got rid of him too, I think, probably. <laughs> uh, what strikers' numbers have I got? I'll answer that when I go through the team. Not hearing much. Lin chat. Can you give me some Lin thoughts? Yeah, look, I did just go over him in players that interest me. Look, he interests me in the same way Munro does. If he doesn't fire because he's a yo-yo and it's a roller coaster ride on the old Lin coaster, um, but if he does fire, it stings. You know, he's just always been like one of those ones because he goes at a good clip. Usually, if he goes past 50, it's usually in really good time frame. You know, Munro is the one that scared me the most going into round one just because of when he's on, it's like that. You know, and I feel like that with Lynn. Um, you know, I try to go all-rounders personally. That's why, you know, Nisa and that. Uh, but, uh, look, I think Lynn will, just because of his sort of pedigree in the game, you know, people will go him. Uh, and I don't hate it because he had a good season last year. He's going to bat up in there right spots in that top four in that team. That's all he's going to do. He's not going to be in the gun fielding spots and he's not going to bowl. So you're going to be, he's literally a bat only. Uh, which player do you regret buying and which do you regret not buying? Well, not buying was probably, you know, considering how bloody cheap he was, um, Schwepson. Um, but I think probably Curran, actually. I, I just thought he's got the plum roll and I expect that Curran's going to have an absolute ripping tournament. Um, I don't know how long I'm going to leave it there without him, you know, for my team. So I regret not starting him. Uh, but look, you know, Richardson would have gone. I picked Richardson instead. And if he got the bloody games, he would have been a ripper as well. So, you know, it's just one of those things, eh? You know, can't avoid it. Um, and look, uh, Stoin, I just never had Stoin in my team. And then, you know, when I made it uh, up another change for Nisa and all of that, I had enough money left to go Stoin. So I just put him on the bench and looped him. I didn't get his score, thank God. Um, but he looks out of sorts. But isn't that right? Look, uh, based on the bloody, you know, good luck for round one, no problems. That didn't work, did it? So if I say get rid of Stoin because he's looking like a bastard, he's probably going to nail it, isn't he? Um, so anyway, I, I reckon, um, you know, move him on. Move him on. <laughs> I know. He just does my head in too much. He stresses me out. I'm not even called Adrianosaurus anymore. I'm just called Adrianosaurus. All right. 
Let's get into the team. That was all the questions. I'm up to 27 minutes. I'll uh, have a look at who I've got. Look, uh, I've still got Sam Harper there. Um, it wasn't the most terrific round in the world, was it there, from Sam um, over the double. He's got a break-even of 94, but unfortunately for me, uh, I don't have... I, I just don't have um, three keepers. And I know I said about the, how great that is in manoeuvrability, so... Um, I'm, I can't drop a keeper uh, and, you know, we know that the stars are coming up again. Um, so you can move maybe one star and I've chosen to keep Harper because it is a valuable piece in keeper. Joe Clark, I've got him on the bench. Obviously, because I've got the loop there, I'm just going to set up Joe Clark on the bench. I'm going to get his score anyway and at least Harper can be the captain. Uh, if I get a good VC, it's a free VC loop with them on the by the stars. Matt Short, I've got him in there uh, in the bat. He was the man that you're going to target for, for this round for sure. Uh, I got rid of Richo um, to get him in, uh, and he's in there. And look, you know, because it's a free hit with, you know, if you've got two keepers like me, you're Joe Clark and Harper, you might as well just VC him, you know, because uh, a lot of people are going to just straight captain him, and if he bites, um, you know, you get a chance. I like the old purist like, oh, VC's for, you know, wimps and you know, cowards. Um, but, you know, I just think when you can have a looping... Uh, keeper, of course, it's going to be VC. So VC on short. Uh, Munro has stayed there on my bench. Um, you know, obviously we play the break evens. He's got a minus twenty eight. Um, that's pretty good shape for for a player um, who can you know go big at any time. Uh, Will Sutherland, he's got the nice negative break even. I've still got him in there. I think he looks like a, a ripping uh, option for teams this year. I've kept Maxi in there. Um, he's a free loop as well, so I've got him in the starting lineup, and I'm going to get a look at the bench. Um, obviously, tragedy there with that uh, injury, and you don't get him for the second game. Uh, but I've kept him in there. Um, his break even is zero. You know, so if you're choosing between Maxwell and Stoinis, I think. Maxie's got a lower, you know, an easier break-even situation. Um, and he's going to easily score, outscore Stoy this year, I think, if he stays injury-free. Uh, Fraser McGurk got the break-even of uh, minus nine in there. He's in my starting lineup as well, looking good, in good form. He was good in that uh, double for the Renegades. On the bench, I've got Cooper Connolly and Darcy Short. Look, you know, I've got the... I've got the reserve on Darcy Short because I just don't know. You know, I, I want to see how many spitters they go into the game. Um, they do say he's going to probably open, so having a VC on him is not the worst idea just to get a look at whether he bites or not. If he goes out cheaply in that first one for them, I guarantee you I'll probably just not play him. I'll probably just play Cooper Connolly. Um, you know, hopefully, you know, he's still... I don't know if he'll open Connolly, but, well, you know, hopefully he's still got a pretty good role in that team early doors. Um, but, yeah, I've got the, uh, you know, Darcy Short with the emergency on. Uh, it'll, you know, we'll see how he goes. If he has um, a good first up game, uh, which we see in the first game. That's why it's easy to have a VC, oh, sorry, have a, a loop on, on the bench with him. Um, and if not, I'll, I'll take a, a Connolly instead. Um, down in the bowlers, I've kept uh, Aaron Hardy in there. I think he looks like um, he's going to obviously keep that batting role in that team for the Scorchers. I hope that he's going to bowl an over or two um, here and there. Um, he, and he scores 75 over the round. and didn't, I didn't even hardly bloody notice him. That's the kind of player he is. Um, the break even 69. Um, I'm just going to keep him in there, bat bowl. Uh, good field. Um, and that's always good business for BBL, super coach. Uh, Bartlett, I've kept him in there. He's got the break even minus 19. Was good over the round, has a knack for wickets. And, you know, you see him batting above Nisa in that bloody lineup. So he's staying in my team. 
Uh, David Payne, I've brought him in. Um, I hear good that he's going to be there. I'll obviously make the change if it's not because I don't really read the news or any of that stuff thoroughly or I don't remember it anyway but he's in there at the moment um, I've gone with Overton I mentioned at the start he is another striker so I've got Matt Short in the starting lineup I've got Darcy Short on the bench for a v, for a loop obviously um, then I've got Payne and Overton that's four of them I've got Menenti uh, I started the year with Menenti because the money sort of landed out well I've just got him in the starting uh, lineup uh, and I've just kept Kuderman, as I said, of those players in the questions. Uh, he's got the break-even of minus 13. Um, uh, and, you know, I've kept him in there. I like the look of him this year as a player um, for that Heat team. They're looking pretty good for him. So, like, assembled a pretty good squad, the Heat. So, he's in there. Um, Chaudry, I went with him as well for, for the VC. Oh, sorry, for the looping and, and all that sort of stuff I want to do. Um, and like I said, he's in the lower sort of performance games. He's been uh, in good form. So he may even come into their team because they look like they're missing maybe an all-rounder, a couple of all-rounder types, I think, in that team. Um, so that's the lineup as it stands now. Um, the trades out um, in my team were... Let's have a look, eh? Um, I got rid of Richo. Um, the break-even's at 130 now, which is even, you know tough for a gun like Richo, but you could probably keep him for points, you know, plan to hold him for a year long. Look, I've got rid of Nisa. His break-even is 66. The kicker for me was him or Bartlett. I probably planned in round one that Bartlett would be the one that I'd flick, um, but the break-evens game says Nisa, and I saw Bartlett come in bat uh, ahead of Nisa, so I've gone with him in my team. Stoyness, get rid of him. I'll get rid of him. I'm just getting rid of him. I know it's stupid because I'm going to get another double out of him, but Where's he? Where's he going to bat now if, if Maxwell's back? Oh, you know, uh, 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 I'm getting rid of him. Uh, and those were my traded outs. My ins were Overton, Matt uh, Short, and David Payne now. So that's three pretty good pieces in. That gets me up to five uh, in the Scorchers. Um, obviously, I've got some bench uh, loops set up. I'm pretty happy with that sort of lineup. What sort of changes would I make? Um, look, I, I, pr I probably think the one I'm the most iffy on is Overton. Um, but look, I see the stats, uh, you know, in, in the tournaments, he travels around the world. It looks pretty good to me. Um, I don't want to go the same as everyone else, but like I said, it'll all depend. You know, they've got a, a pretty good lineup of bowlers to pick from. I, th I think so. Um, you know, this, I think with Overton, I don't even know, is he going to even bowl these four overs, but he's the iffy one for me. I'm not a hundred percent sure whether I will, um, chuck him or go with one of the others. I'd probably take a tickle on. Lynn or probably Baisley. I means I'd have to move a couple of things around because obviously Overton's a little bit cheaper. So if I get wobbly on him, that's where I'll probably go. And it is always a scary watch for someone like me if you if you're not watching, um, you know if if, if you're not watching Lynn, you know, good luck to you. But if you like me and you do watch it, it's a hard watch when you're not got him in your team. So um, that's me as it stands. Thanks everyone for listening. I don't know. I don't know. It's late at night now here in Queensland. It's hot. There's been storms and shit. Hailstorms. Crazy. So I just don't know. I'm hot. And I want to get back into the air con. Um, so hopefully that listens back all right. Oh, you know, um, look, I don't panic. Obviously, it's a short competition. That's why, um, I guess from a theme, I'm getting rid of Richo, aren't I? And I'm getting rid of um, Nisa, who are pretty good pieces. I don't know if people were planning on hold. I was always planning on getting Richo out for Matt Short, so that's a one thing, but I was probably thinking of Bartlett 
you know, and now it's Nisa. So, uh, you know, I'm moving big pieces and bringing in big pieces. I already had some, sh- not shit pieces, but some cheap pieces um, in Darcy Short and Menenti. So I'm adding three decent pieces to it because I don't have a lot of faith in those other two, to be honest. So um, that's the team as it stands. Good luck into round two, guys, and we'll talk to you very soon. Tight. Oh, it's Chris Lynn has taken the wild thing and sent him possibly out of the room. Look at the look on his face. He's just 